sacred. You have your Bible, and you pretend that it's a treasure. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under Terebinth, or Terebinth, which belongs to Gilad, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the wine press to hide it from the Midianites. Angel of the Lord came and sat under Terebinth. Let the cattle 
walk over the weak. And what this would do is this would press the weak. And it would break it up. And it would separate the weak from the strong. But we have Gideon here working with a little small tool called a flail. Thank you. 
sudden it starts to start to sag a little bit. Your head starts to drop a little bit. Why? Because the weight of that oppression gets so much that you feel you walk around in this defeated uh, kind of body language, and, and everybody there, there's no joy there because all you feel is oppression. If you live under that long enough, it can get to you, and it affects the way you think. Your mentality changes. Instead of you know, I'm going to go up here and I'm going to press the wheat on the threshing floor, no matter what surrounds me. be timid, and even if we do go to the Lord in prayer, and even if we do begin to worship Him, what will happen is we'll go to Him in a way that doesn't alert the enemy. We're like, I'm going to pray today, but I'm going to pray today over here. And I'm going to not, I'm going to turn the calls Behind a wine press, on the ground. 
prayer. Just so the Midianites don't hear me or don't see me. goes on and says, anyway, you told me that the Lord was with us. Then how come all of this Gideon 
save my life. Gideon's life was found in his humility because he was still threshing wheat on the wine press. He was still going about the business of doing what he knew to do. He pushed past his emotion, he pushed past his fear, and he continued doing what he needed to do. And that's where prayer comes in. There are times where you don't feel like praying. There are times where your prayers don't feel like they're accomplishing anything. And you don't, you're, there's no emotion in it. And there's no, uh, it just feels flat. But you know, I've got to spend time in prayer. And we go to prayer. And it may be timid, and it may not be strong, but we go to the Lord in prayer. There's might in the humility of just simply doing what we know to do because we know who God is. There was, and Gideon's might was found in his prayer because he cared about the low place of Israel. See, there's might found when we see somebody a prayer, we see uh, somebody we go to church with, somebody we worship with. There's might found in no matter what's going on in your life, you see somebody low, and you see somebody grabbing, you see somebody oppressed, and you come alongside them, and then you give words of encouragement. There's might found in that. You may not feel it, you may not see it, but there's might found in that. And that's what makes us mighty men in Gideon's might was found in his life because he knew God simply knowing what he's capable of. Amen? That I can get sick and my, and my body be weak and my spirit be weak and, and, and I feel like, oh, you know, uh, woe is me and I'm about to die and, and, I, and I can feel all of this stuff coming on me but somewhere deep down inside and I like how Roy says it, I know that I know that I know that God will keep Know that I know that I know that God's a healer. He may not have healed me yet, but I know He's a healer. He may not have delivered you out of that situation, but there's might found in somebody that says, "I know that I know that I know that He's my deliverer." And it's only a matter of time, and it's only a matter of when He's going to deliver me. But I know He will deliver me, and I know. Heal me, and I know he'll help me, and I know he'll encourage me, and I know he's my comforter. Even though I don't feel comforted, comforted in this moment, I know he's my comforter. See, there's 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 might in that, there's power in that to know that God is a healer, despite what we feel, despite what we Gideon's might was found in his hunger because he wanted to see God take over. We desire to be and we become proud of the things that we 
see, I'm afraid that in this day and age that we, our focus is not seeing God doing things, but it's seeing God make us perfect. And I just want to be perfect. I want to be that free. Jehovah, that was the moment that God revealed Himself as Jehovah. 
Verse 15. And he said to him, Please me, how can I save him? Behold, my hand is the weakest in the nation, and I am the least in my Some men moving, and you had a few stragglers. No, 
church, they were second-step, move for move. They never moved one man on his own. It was as one unit. And they would operate. They would, they would move as a complete, cohesive group. And they would take their spears and they would position their spears over the tight line of large fields. And they made their assault on the formation or anybody's assault on the formation very deadly indeed. If any man fell in this line, he would immediately be replaced by another man from the Go to the back row. And all of a sudden, detached 
from the body and took off walking to the back wall. Call it to the back wall. If that happens, and this place is not the end. Boy, Dustin, that's the best place I've ever been. Something would go really, really wrong. And that's why Paul talks to the church in the New Testament. And he talks about many members but being one body of Christ. Because the human body has many parts, but it operates under the authority of one mind. And so the church operates in the same way. The church operates like a hand or a body. There's many members, but we move, we move and we operate as one. We move against the enemy as one. We worship as one. We battle as one. We're victorious as one. If we ever get isolated, if we ever get detached, we get conquered. Amen? Because when we operate as the church, there is one mind, and that is the mind of Christ. When we all move in unison with the mind of Christ, we are unstoppable. It doesn't matter the number or the lack thereof. When we move and we operate and we pray and we worship and we battle and we war as one with the mind of Christ, we are unstoppable. But the church can be defeated when the body and that's why the enemy raises. That's why he moves in and tries to infiltrate the church. He tries to infiltrate your family. He tries to infiltrate your mind because he knows if he can divide, then he can conquer. It's the oldest strategic battle move in all of humanity, divide and conquer, divide and conquer, and the enemy is still using it. He thought he could use it in heaven, and, and when he couldn't use it there, he came to man, and he started in the garden. If I can divide Adam from Eve, or Eve from Adam, I can conquer. If I can divide Adam and Eve from God, I can conquer, and he's still doing that strategy today. He's working in the church. He's working in your marriage. He's working in your home. And he's trying to divide and conquer. But you are not Amen. So you see, we come together and are one in worship. The power of the Holy Ghost moves. And the power of the Spirit begins to move through this place. And when the enemy comes raging against the church, we stand together. Amen? We respond because we are one. You see, this is 
Someone on this side can hold their shield tight. And somewhere along the way, we can still keep losing as one. Because his battle is my battle. My battle is his battle. Because it's all the same enemy. Paul said there's many members, but one spirit. One spirit that moves and propels every single one.
somebody got beat, they would simply be allowed to step into the inner part of somebody else that was a little bit stronger to take their place. And so this one could regain their strength. And then this one would step over here and take the place of somebody else. And that person got beat. Okay, I'm strong enough now, and they would step in place, and nothing ever changed because they lost as one. They followed as one. They stepped as one. They protected as one. One in the one in the one in the your battle, your fight. Not only for your world, but you can get to the world. The Lord spoke this to me, and this is what I want to Deuteronomy chapter 2, verse 1. Says, when you go out to war against your enemy, and you see the horses, and you see the enemy's chariots, and you see an army that's larger than your own, don't For the Lord, your God, is with you. He brought you up out of the land of Egypt. And when you draw near to the battle, the priests shall come forward and they'll speak to the people. And shall say to the hero Israel, Today you are drawing near for battle against your enemy. Let not your heart fail. Do not fear or panic or be in dread of them. For the Lord your God is He who goes with you to fight for your to fight for you against your enemies to give you the victory. When you see the larger army, when you see that the enemy is bigger than what you you see all of their horses and all of their chariots. Don't be afraid. Because you see, it's not just you carrying the body of Christ. One in one. 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 In Christ. Don't be afraid. Takes ten minutes to go to the 
father's house and they tear down the wooden altar, the wooden statue of Joshua. And they cut the wooden, the wooden uh, 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 idol of Joshua up. And they use it for firewood to offer a sacrifice unto God. Oh my goodness, who is this? This investigation breaks out and they figure out that Gideon did it. Then when the Midianites rise up, they turn to Gideon. Oh, we can do it with 22,000. God says, no, 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 no. Because with 22,000, so he breaks it down to 10,000. We can do it with 10,000. No, 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 no. 10,000 is divided. And whatever is divided will fall. He says, no, give it all I need is 3,000. He separates the 10,000 down to 300. He says, this is what we're going to do to it. I'm going to put a hundred of you over here, a hundred of you here, and a hundred of you here. And at one time, with one voice, with a lamp in one hand and a trumpet in the other, you're going to break your lamps and you're going to sound and blow the trumpet at one And when the Midianites hear the sound as of one trumpet, Confusion is going to enter the camp, and they're going to slay each other. You're not even going to pick up, have to pick up a sword or a shield. All you're going to need is an instrument of worship. That's all you're going to need is an instrument of worship. And that enemy that has you tending and hiding under a tree and behind a wine press, and that enemy that has you Gonna turn and run because of one sound of worship in their midst. Every single one of you standing here today has an instrument of worship. All of your hands and your voice. I just believe enough that it's right here, right here. I don't know what kind of attack from hell has camped out in this I can only imagine. I have enough faith in my God of the old world. God of the new church, and in the God of my grandmother, and of my father, and the God today. And in us here this morning, if we lift the instruments of worship, I will, 
The camp of the enemy would be defeated. And they would turn on each other. And he would defeat the self because God fights with them. See, we're going to battle. We're going to war just like the ancient Greeks. Just like the Spartans did in the And I wonder if every single one of us will begin to lift your voice. Not by night, not intimidating, but lift your voice and give God. Listen, I can trump it and give God honor. I can give the worship. Uh-huh. I worship. What is worship? What is 